we're not going to be the best um, person to make all the choices for your athlete, for your child. You're going to do that. We're not trying to take that place, uh, but all we're trying to do is nurture them through through their swimming and uh, to make sure they have fun while they're doing it. Uh, and that, that's the most important thing. That enjoyment. That's why they started, and we want to we want that to be why they finish as well. You know, at the end of the day, that they've had a great time and lots of memories. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and this week we're talking to head coach of Abbotsley Swimming Club, Amanda Isaac, about her coaching philosophy, the role of pressure in swimming training, different ways of swimming races, and particularly the relationship between the coach, the swimmer, and their parent. Must thank Carolyn McDonald from Bankstown Swimming Club again for suggesting that we should invite Coach onto this show to have a conversation. Last week, you might recall, we had a quick chat with Amanda when she was wearing her Agony Aunt hat. And this week, we've got the whole interview, apart from the uh, apart from that little section, available for you to hear. And um, I'm sure you'll pick up a lot. We cover a lot of ground, um, some very interesting things that we discussed. But we started off by asking, or I started off by asking Amanda, how it was she got into swimming coaching in the first place. I, it's something that I just evolved into. Uh, and I really enjoyed uh, teaching people to swim. So I started as a learn to swim teacher. Prior to that, I was a lifeguard. So my jobs were in the industry in some form. Um, prior to that, I was the window cleaner and tile cleaner at the same pool. So, so there's water there. There's always been water yeah. involved. Yeah, that's right. And my upbringing as a junior was through water polo. Uh, and I always played a role in my water polo teams as a bit of a leader. Uh, and then I found the excitement of coaching and seeing people more than once a week like a, a, a learn to swim teacher once or twice a week for 30 minutes and the the idea of seeing people more often throughout a week and shaping a season together and guiding people through uh, yeah, their swimming was really motivating and rewarding uh, and I think probably because I didn't have too much support around me when I was coming through as a athlete uh, so I'm very passionate about offering people some guidance as they go through their their journey um, so that they can get the best out of themselves so I guess really yeah how it how it evolved uh, did I have the dream when I was younger no I think I just love watching swimming I mean swimming was on the tv and uh, lots of newspaper article cutouts and things like that that I used to gather. So it was certainly something that I was interested in. Um, but I never thought that it would, I would be just still doing it and doing it at this kind of level that I'm doing it. So, yeah, very um, surprised and in reflection. That's kind of what came out when I, I thought, how did I get here? <laughs> I was like, whoa, what, what is, is the pathway? So I've had a bit of reflection on that and how I, um, how I have got to this point. Yeah, so I've been very fortunate in my 
um, in my path to this point of all the different experiences that I've had and yeah brings me to Abbotsley which yeah it's been great so far so you're now head coach of Abbotsley yeah prior to that you were head coach of Nunawading in Victoria Abbotsley's in New South Wales mm-hmm. you've also traveled internationally with swimming how does swimming and coaching vary from state to state from country to country in your experience is it the same everywhere or are there distinct variations uh, I think there's slight different cultures in what I've I've seen um, very small like the end game is all the same uh, how you get there it's different so okay. at um, New South Wales at the moment I'm in a, a, um, a school system and the school system has a um, a vibe to it that you that you follow uh, which is important for the school uh, but also how you can develop swimmers for the longer term. Um, so there's that supporting system of the school versus in Victoria I was in a club land and there's less of the uh, school positions in the true respect that they are in New South Wales and possibly Queensland. Um, and you tend to, tend to not have school in the forefront of your mind when you're coaching clubland, even though you're coaching swimmers that are doing that every day, uh, and that that I guess that's my experience, not so much um, accumulating other people's knowledge to put that together, but that's really my experience. I I didn't really um, keep school in the forefront of my mind. Uh, probably started to do that when university uh, coaching university kids, because that's when life changes. For 12 or 13 years, you've been doing the same thing or a similar thing, and then all of a sudden, um, there's a big change. So, uh, spent most of my coaching in that sort of transitional period, people into the the next stage of their life. And how does coaching at a school vary to coaching at a club? Uh, um, I'm not. What would I say to that? I think at the school it's uh, a lot more consistent with attendance, for instance. I mean, the kids can just walk up to school for a majority or jump on a train if they're local. Um, so the contact that you have with the swimmers is higher. I mean, they can drop into the aquatic centre at any time and know where you are. Often in clubland, that connection point is just at the training points. Uh and yeah, often it's a parent drop-off, parent pick-up, uh, and parents tend to be a bit more involved, especially early on with pick-ups and things like that. So uh, in the sense of community, there's a bit more community, I think, and that might be a factor of uh, the largeness of the club that I was previously in, so that might be more of a factor um, than anything else is that there was... Uh, the enormity of Nutterwadding as a as a club, and multiple venues of um, that community, we had to create that on a, a different scale. So, yeah, I think that's uh, anything we, that we run here. We know we're going to the central point, and we've got a home base. So, I think, uh, yeah, that's probably a, a really yeah. There's a central hub, isn't there? Yeah. 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 Now, I've been involved in swimming for about 10 years, mostly as a parent, 
so I know nothing about coaching. Um, but when I when I look at coaching, I, I basically see three three sort of different styles. There's there's those coaches who it's all about working hard and endurance and strength. Uh, there's those coaches who it all seems to be about um, stroke technique and correction and how you hold yourself in the water. Um, and, and your approach, what I can see, is all about sort of fitting swimming into a broader life and water itself almost has a sort of spiritual feel to it is the impression I get with with what I observe in your coaching but that's just what I observe from a distance could you describe for us sort of your coaching philosophy what what it is um, that you think sort of that that, that shows your coaching what what are you about in the water Uh, I think uh, the the idea is to be able to move yourself through, through the water as best you can, one lap to the other. <laughs> Sounds pretty simple to me. Yeah, so that's it in a okay. nutshell. That's it. Done, that's finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so keeping that in mind, there's things around that that you need. So you, you do need the skills. Um, so teaching the right skills, have uh, letting swimmers shape their own way rather than me saying, you must put this hand here. Uh, Letting them work it out. I mean, the, the kids are so intelligent. They they know, they see enough good swimming of what it looks like. Uh, and just giving them an opportunity to and space to develop their, their style. So I don't want to teach or coach people to be like one swimmer. I want them to be their individual self and uh, find who that is um, without the water. Find it, who it is when they're in the water and then be able to um, guide that under race conditions, with under pressure. So we're trying to create those pressure moments as often as we can. So um, throughout the season, it balances out, you know, hard work, the, the skill component, putting it under pressure, and then, um, yeah, just enjoying the opportunity to race at the end of the day. So keeping the, the end goal in mind of the race and people wanting to to get the best out of themselves on race day and then how they can do that on a daily basis throughout a preparation, after preparation, after preparation. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and if, if things happen to not go so smoothly, we'll, we can look into it and find out why. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of the making sure that we're, we're progressing things and sometimes the scoreboard is not the only... Um, outcome that we're looking for so you might get the same time uh, in a race you might do it two times and the same time yet you may have structured the race two different ways and one of those ways you might have been more about the progress of what you've been working on you haven't got the result on the scoreboard yet but you've been able to make change and if we repeat the same behaviours over and over again we're going to um, really just narrow the opportunity for success or improvement. Can you give us an example? I mean, I, yes, I find so it hard to understand how you can swim the same race two different ways and make a change. But Well, um, so you dive in and you swim 100 metres freestyle and you go out quite fast and you don't finish off in the second lap. Your training's around trying, trying to, well, to improve that back end and to be finishing off for the last 25 as best you can. 
and you get a result and it's okay uh, the next time you, you the next day so the final you turn up and you make that adjustment because you want to be better you're not satisfied with the the outcome um, and the statistics of how the race unfolded so you put effort into just what you need to do on the way out and really emphasizing the back end end up sometimes you may get the same time you could get improved or, or less but it's the growth and the change of behavior that is motivating to go okay under the most pressure they could do two different ways not just the same thing over and over so that's um an example thank you yeah. thank you now the reason i was really keen to talk to you today was to try and understand most of our listeners or our listener is a parents or adults in sport who will watch from a distance but have, have swimmers in their family and I'd really like to understand how to get the coach-swimmer-parent relationship to work really well. Um, I call it a bit of a triangle between those three. Yeah. Um, now, of course, parents quite often are used to dealing with teachers at school, and most parents have been to school themselves, so they kind of understand how that works. But swimming is actually very different because I think it's done at a much more intensive way um, and it's it's a sort of side activity from 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 pure academics what do you think the secret is to get that relationship um, working well the secret is communication yeah so um, communication from coach to athlete and parent um, the athlete communicating with the parents to let them know as they're they're progressing that things are changing then they're more keen than ever or what their goals are um, parents communicating just it's two way between the three and as you said triangle absolutely both ways conversation and the more upfront and I guess forward planning there can be um, the movement forward or together as a group um, is is uh, sort of uh, there for, for all three um, and understanding that each of the three areas there'll be limitations or there'll be key things that are important to them it could be uh, schooling for a particular year that's really really important it could be the family holiday or something in the family that the parent is holding uh, of value that, that that is important and the coach uh, knowing the season and how things uh, run throughout a season it's just giving the education so that people can make decisions on those things um, over time so you and that's why I think you you have swimmers and parents and as a coach you have them in the in the pool for a long period of time um, so I've seen many many seasons and many uh, people go through this and it's just educating when we often as coaches expect parents to know what they're coming into and they just don't so you know what school is, as you said, Ben, because you've been through it. So you, you know what to expect. And there's a few changes and a few things that evolve. But the swimming thing is is something that we're really wanting to educate our parents on, of what it looks like, what it, what it, um, what it might take if people have goals. Uh, and not necessarily does everyone have to tick them off, but heading in the direction. And if everyone's aware of what they those things are uh, it just makes decisions easier and it makes um, it, uh, it makes 
for a smooth team. It's like a little team inside a team that there's an understanding of this is what it is. And I think things pop up every now and then. You've got to allow for that um, for families or, or, or from the athlete side that something pops up. And that's just life, isn't it? We, we don't want to be just living in a bubble and think swimming's the only thing. We do want to have that balance and um, have people still enjoy important things in their life. It's not. It shouldn't be just all swimming. Uh, my coaches and myself are really implementing strategies to keep the education piece to uh, to our parents and uh, then they can understand what the athlete's going through so uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I think can go um, missed and um, once again talking from my own experience of wanting to uh, educate parents but doing this from a really uh, basic level so from a junior level, what what happens and what does it look like? Uh, and I think, you know, it's knowledge, so parents are, are grateful for it because, um, yeah, they don't know. So can you give us some examples of perhaps a parent, I know, a 10-year-old child coming into swimming? Yep. What, what are some of the basics that you would look to uh, educate them about? Yeah, so it's, it would be about starting uh, competition, local local competition, understanding what we do as a swimming club, uh, how we go about it, what's important for us at at that particular level, learning the skills. So we want our athletes to be able to know the sport and know the right skills to be able to execute uh, and be able to do that in a competition. Do that in home base and stay local for a while and then once they um, they progress and get a little bit older, uh, going out into... Uh, larger competitions and seeing if they can keep their what they've learnt in their home home base and keep that that progressing and pet for parents it's just to enjoy it at the end of the day you just want to see your child enjoying um, enjoying the swimming and getting them to understand uh, the big world out there and you know there's a long way in swimming to go if you want to stick around and we're not looking for a, a 10 year old champion to be winning everything but giving them the skills if they happen to have been developed and they're they're ready to go that they can keep progressing when when um, things get a little bit more challenging because it's not a linear um, pathway it's ups and downs and some you know every everyone has a different story so the 10 year old you're talking about we'd be looking at where have they come from what's their background what's their trainability and uh putting something around them that that helps them progress. You talk about communication being central. What are the right opportunities to communicate? Do you have meetings every so often or is it email, phone? What would would you suggest? Yeah, we'd like to have a a meeting. So we'll do a a parent and swimmer meeting. um, What, one-on-one or a a team thing? So as a team, so if we're looking at a junior squad uh, as a a team, um, as as a group, opportunity then for people to ask questions to the coach because we don't actually imagine that we're going to get everything right or think of things so it's a two-way conversation even in the meeting at some point so we'll be giving them giving them education but also asking for have we missed anything or has anyone got something that um that's on their mind so that we can make sure we're covering things um and then following off 
following that up because not everyone can make meetings we'll put a uh, document out together um, that covers off what was what was said and anyone another opportunity for feedback if people think of something later or um, have a personal thing that they don't want to bring up in front of the group um, so that's a good point of um, a touch point and then uh, beyond that the what we do is like to have email uh, email sent and then we know we've got in writing we, we won't forget it um, a conversation sometimes I could be thinking about what that person's doing in in the pool and um, remembering um, something that a parent said it's much much better and better for everyone if we we have an email sent so we we prefer the the email contact um, contact during a session though we want to be on on task on coaching and being having that space so it's um, an after training conversation if you need a face-to-face but most of those are set up in a meeting prior to to the um, to the session so there's not no real um, um, last minute or sort of emotional meetings we, we try and uh, take that out of it and then be able to sit down and and discuss what what the problem if there is a problem or if there's something that we're we could be doing better. So we're, okay, so book in advance and um, yeah, 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 and then the coach knows what's going on yeah. as well and yeah. can plan their time. Because sometimes they've got something, you know, they're running off to or doing something. So everyone's got their lives. It's like if we asked every parent every night, could you just hold back five minutes? You know, so it's a bit of understanding for and and respect for each other. So communication is clearly key. What other advice would you have? other things are important in that in that relationship uh, just putting uh, I think it's about if there is something on your mind or being honest and, and I think probably from an athlete's point of view sharing their thoughts and that could be quite confronting and I would imagine and once again experienced over time and once you build a relationship with people that um, that grows and the comfort in knowing that whatever you say it's it's um, going to be respected and there is a level of trust among among the three so that's a real underlying uh, factor I think to to make things work well and the safety of the communication in the group that Everyone wants the best interest for the athlete. Uh, so once once that's established, it um, it opens the door for, for for the athlete to be able to be comfortable. And and over time, I think that grows more with uh, coaches and parents. But it, it can grow a lot quicker with the athlete just because um, they're they're there more often. Uh, yeah. Very good. Before we go on to the closing quick fire round of questions, are there any other things you think we should be talking about in the context of the, uh, of the relationship between parents, swimmers and coaches? Uh, no, I just think just reminding each other that we want the best for the, for the athlete. I think that's... Uh, if you keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, we're, we're not, uh, not going to be the best... Um, person to make all the choices for your athlete uh, for your child 
you're going to do that. We're not trying to take that place, uh, but all we're trying to do is nurture them through through their swimming and uh, to make sure they have fun while they're doing it. Uh, and that, that's the most important thing, that enjoyment. That's why they started, and we want, to, we want that to be why they finish as well. You know, at the end of the day, that they've had a great time and lots of memories. Fantastic. Right, you ready for the quick fire round? Ready. Okay, question one. What's been the most useful piece of advice or equipment that you've had during your swimming career? Most useful? Uh, I I think a lot about the growth mindset. I think that's that's a really good one. Um, I used to be quite fixed in my ways and the joy in... enjoyment that you get from from having a little bit more growth and looking things from a different perspective I think is something that's really helped me and uh, my coaching definitely that's Carol Dweck with her growth and fixed mindset yeah yeah I stumbled across that uh, in one of the a lecture I was I was doing and it's one of her quotes I was like wow that's really interesting followed up read the book Wow. Okay. Great. And just lots of examples in the book of um, of situations, and I was like, oh, okay, this really makes sense with me. And then sort of things snowball. Yeah, it's one of my favourites that as well. Mm. Yeah. If you were to officiate, which I'm sure you wouldn't, at a state meet, the lucky door prize is a box of chocolates or bottle of wine. Are you wine or chocolates? Definitely wine. What sort? Uh, well, I'm enjoying an organic wine at the moment. And it's a ripper. It's from South Australia. It's from Paxton, and they do organic wine. So it's yeah, it's nice. Not very high in sulphur. So uh, which grape? Um, any, uh, any sort of range. They do a a pretty good Tempranillo. So, but they do a each one of their wines is pretty good. So Perfect. I encourage you to get onto it. What, if anything, would you do differently if you had your time again in swimming? In swimming? Uh, I would have read Carol Dweck's book a little bit earlier. No, I think I think everything resonates with you at the, at the right time for the right reason. So, um, yeah, I think uh, there's not, I haven't really got a uh, something that I want to change or... Do different. Um, I'm happy with how it, how it's gone, and yeah, I'm pretty uh, uh, happy with the fact that yeah, where where things popped in for me in my life and where they're they're popping up um, now. So yeah, it is yeah, what it is. The universe has a habit of finding these things when you need them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I've I've been more accepting of them as well. So had I. Carol Dweck's book maybe five or ten years earlier would have maybe just gone over my head so I think that's why things jump out at you at certain time and yeah go for it what's your 50 metres freestyle PB time um, well most of my uh, swimming was done head up at, with a water polo ball so didn't really time too much <laughs> um, with that um, so and I I would normally do a swim up, so for my team, I often did a bit of a swim up. So I have, but I 
wouldn't know. I enjoyed more going 50 metres underwater, no breath. So I liked doing that at the end of training. So that was, I don't know why, but I just like being under there and challenging myself. I think I did 60 metres going crossways once, so that was fun. You've managed to avoid giving me a number. What say if I push you to uh, name a time? What would you uh, What would you I, guess at? Oh, sub thirty, but not very far under. Oh, wow, I wouldn't that's impressive. But it's not now though. <laughs> With fins and maybe a rocket now. <laughs> and final question: What's been your most exciting swimming moment? Whoa. Um. Swimming moment. Wow, that's that's a toughie. I think I hope we had just a a great lot of moments in 2016 Olympic trials uh, where we had three swimmers make the Olympic team, and just you know day one we had someone make it and. All the way through we had, yeah, um, so two more sort of pick up and I think each one of those moments was special in its different way. They all had their own story and it's jumping out because, um, yeah, of the, uh, the height at which level they were going to. Uh, but in saying that, I can also feel that from someone who has improved something and executed in the race and it might happen on the weekend at the next swim meet so to the pinnacle of the sport and then I really appreciate and applaud those who who are just doing the little things which who knows where that might get them um, so yeah to uh, I think one of our, our black squad swimmers Jay doing a negative split 100 butterfly which is awesome and I think he did a really good 2k time trial so someone like like Jay's doing all the things and throwing himself into it that is you know sits up there for mine as well it's like wow good on you man let's keep it up now, that's what swimming's about really so it's just the cherry on top but the um, the hard yards and how, how you get there that's I think part of your memories is, is are those experiences so Hmm. Amanda, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Ben. It's been great. Well, thanks very much again to Amanda for joining us for that uh, very interesting conversation. Don't forget, if you've got any questions or people or thoughts about things that you'd like us to cover or find out more about, then do please drop me a line. You can either go to our Facebook page, which is uh, swim.rocks, or you can drop me an email to ben at swim.rocks. That's ben at swim.rocks. And we'll see what we can get organised. I've just been busy booking guests for the next few weeks and we've got some really interesting conversations coming up, which I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. Anyway, that's enough for this week. Thanks very much again for joining us. And in the meantime, yes, do please stay dry. Stay dry.